I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. In this video, I'll be telling you three stories from the same person all about her unbelievably entitled parents. In the first, her dad abandons his pet parrots. In the second, her mum tells her to get rid of her dog. And in the third, both parents refuse to take her to the hospital when she's coughing up blood. Forget being parentified. My mornings were spent caring for my dad's parrots. My dad has a way of throwing himself into new hobbies, spending tons of money on them for a few months, then losing interest and picking up something new. We could never really afford dad's hobbies. The number of times my mum explained to me that I wasn't getting birthday or Christmas presents because money is tight and you're the oldest, you can make a sacrifice only to have my dad show off his several hundred dollar new fishing gear, model train, new DVDs, etc. on my birthday. One day, he started reminiscing about a parrot they had when I was little. I knew what that meant. For anyone who doesn't know, a parrot is a very labor-intensive pet to have. I was 18 and still living at home, so I told my mum I didn't want dad to get a bird because we all knew I'd end up taking care of it when he inevitably lost interest. Mum, my brothers, and I all told him not to get a parrot. Since no one's opinion ever mattered but his though, he brought a sickly, not banded, i.e. probably illegally smuggled, mutilated, bitter, biting, hellbird in a small cage home. It was such a good deal. Only $50 was my dad's reasoning. Now, sexing a parrot isn't easy. It practically requires surgery. So since we weren't sure of its gender, we named it Sunny. After a couple of days, it was obvious Sunny needed help. I taught my parents into taking it to a vet. I had to promise to pay half the cost of the visits. I may not have wanted the stupid thing, but I wasn't going to let it suffer. We all learned a lot, specifically that we'd need a much larger cage, that the parrot mix food my dad bought was trash, and that the bird had a really bad respiratory infection, needing antibiotics three times a day for several weeks. Ever try to give an uncooperative, unsocialized parrot with a razor sharp beak antibiotics? It's not fun or easy. Guess who got to grab a towel three times a day, make a birdie burrito, and force that beak open to squirt amoxicillin down the poor thing's throat? I'll give you a hint. It wasn't dad. Later, after Sunny was healthier, we learned its flight feathers on one wing had been cut in such a way that they'd never grow back, leaving it lopsided without proper clipping about once every two months. Guess who got to do that? Again, wasn't dad. We also found out that their dietary needs were far and away more than dad thought. They need fresh fruits, fresh veggies, protein, carbs, way more than the nuts and seeds dad had bought. So someone had to cook eggs, pasta, veggies, and cut up fruit for Sunny. I was already working until midnight, then up to drive my brothers to school at 6.30 a.m., Now I had to get up at 6 a.m. after getting home at half past 12 to cook breakfast for a parrot. My mum happened upon me on her day off. She worked overnights, cooking scrambled eggs with cheese and veggies at six in the morning 
quietly crying two months later she asked what was wrong and i was just too physically and mentally exhausted to be anything but blunt i reiterated how unfair this was that i told them this was exactly what was going to happen and dad promised to take care of his pets and yet here i was getting less than five hours of sleep a night working full-time still taking care of the kids in the morning and now i had this stupid biting bird i never wanted that was somehow more important than my well-being that i had to cater to she heard me kind of she said she'd talk to your dad i'll tell him how you feel she did but he didn't care He knew me well enough to know that I wouldn't let Sonny suffer. He again promised to take care of his pets. And he did for three days. I took care of Sonny for about two more years until I could move out and get away. About six months later, during a routine call home, I found out Sonny had passed. Dad barely mentioned it. I had to hear more specifics from mum. Not sure. Sonny was gone when they got up one morning? Dad was far more interested in telling me all about his new, top-of-the-line, all-weather camping tent and sleeping bag. At least his camping hobby didn't kill any innocent animals. Okay, there we go. Just a little indication into how entitled and just ridiculously stupid OP's parents are. Well, specifically her dad in this event. I mean, look, nothing wrong with getting new hobbies. They're fun. I like it. Moving on to different stuff that's exciting and new. I'm a big fan of. But when it involves a living animal, you can't do that. You just can't. Are you telling me they just left the cage open and the bird flew away and then probably died? Oh, it just makes me sick. Anyway, let's move back in time now, six months, and continue on with the story. This is OP's second post. Despite my mum's objections, my doxy saved my life. I really hadn't realized how therapeutic sharing my screwed up family dynamic would be. Again, I'm a 39-year-old female and this all happened around 20 years ago while I still lived with my parents. In this episode, I'll tell you how I actually stood up for myself, or at least my dog, and spared myself God only knows what horrific trauma that may have ensued. For anyone keeping track, this is about six months before Sonny the Parrot entered our lives. When I was about six, my parents let my aunt give me a puppy she found abandoned in a box at the side of the road. An adorable, sweet, red mini dashand that I, very creatively, named Doc. Words cannot express how much I loved my little guy. He was my best friend. Any money I got, I bought treats. When I got my driver's license, the first thing I bought was a car harness so my buddy could adventure with me. At this point, Doc was 12 years old and he'd just been diagnosed with arthritis in his spine. My folks believed that dogs were outside animals and didn't let them in the house unless there were fireworks. That no longer worked for me particularly in fall and winter. I put my foot down and insisted he be allowed in my room, at least at night, to spare him extra pain from the cold. The fight raged for at least a week, but for once, I refused to budge. Finally, my mother relented. You're paying to fix the room up if he pees in there. And I got a cozy bed set up for him. He did make a bit of a mess, having never been housebroken. But I had puppy pads and was always right there to clean up. And he was clearly so much more comfortable and happy that I didn't mind. It was probably a month or so later, I think it was right before Thanksgiving, that my stubbornness and love for my little guy paid off in a very frightening way. I've been having a lot of trouble staying asleep. A handful of weeks later, I learned I have bronchial asthma. Yet another story. And I've been waking up several times a night coughing. Mum gave me some codeine cough syrup and I was getting a good night's sleep for the first time in a week. I awoke to Doc growling and jumping at one of my windows. No lie, I was fuming. 
Half awake, drugged, and not thinking, I got up and pulled up the shade, getting ready to yell at whatever cat was bothering my dog. You guys, there was some dude standing there. I screamed at the top of my lungs, grabbed Doc, and ran to my parents' room. It only took a second for Dad to wake up when I yelled there was some stranger at my window. He grabbed his walking stick for a weapon and ran outside. Mum was trying to calm me down when Dad came back, white as a ghost, and told her to call the police. Apparently, the guy took off so fast when I screamed that he forgot to grab his roll of duct tape and very large buck knife. He'd already cut the screen off the window. Okay, so I assume that OP's bedroom is on the ground floor then. The cops came and took pictures and statements, gathered the evidence, but never found the guy. To his credit, dad said that Doc was now a permanent fixture in my room, at least at night. Then he went out and bought Doc enough steak that he had it for dinner for a week. He also had the butcher cut a soup burn in half for him twice a month for the rest of Doc's life. He loved to lick out all the marrow. My little love lived four more years. He was 16 when his heart gave out and he passed away in my arms. I still miss him so much that I'm crying typing this. My mum was furious. Not because I'd almost been attacked though, because I'd been right in wanting Doc in my room, even if this wasn't the reason. She snarled, you're still paying if he makes a mess. Later, I heard her talking to my aunt. My aunt said, it's a good thing she talked you into letting him in there. But mum replied, It is not. It's the principle. Now she's going to think she was right. So yeah, being right is more important than me possibly being odd and murdered. Okay, wow. When it's at the stage in your life when you're more concerned about being correct in a certain situation than you are about your own daughter's life, that is when you know that you've gone too far. I don't even know what to call it. It's worse than entitlement. It's worse than ignorance and arrogance. It's another level. It's out of this world. And that is unbelievable. Oh, I don't care that my daughter was nearly murdered. It's the principle about her being right for once. Now she's going to think that she's always right. Turns out nobody cares. Your daughter was nearly attacked and probably killed. How are you thinking about this? It's ridiculous, but unbelievably not as ridiculous as OP's third and final post. Here we go. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Go. Ah, that's why I was coughing. I got my first job the fall after I graduated high school, a couple of months before Doc's Midnight Heroism and a year before Sunny the Parrots. I was a barista in a local coffee shop that was around three miles from our house. This matters because I didn't have a car or my driver's license yet. My dad was too scared, lazy really, to teach me. He acted like we were going to our doom whenever he took me out for lessons, which did wonders for my confidence, as I'm sure one can imagine. And mum didn't know how to drive a stick shift. Everyone agreed teaching me on a manual transmission was important. So the arrangement was that dad, who was off on medical disability at the time, would get up and take me to work. Then mum would pick me up on her way home. After the first week, it was obvious to me that this wasn't going to work. Dad was absolutely vile when he had to get up early. 
It only took two morning rides to convince me I'd be happier walking. So I did. I started getting up at 6am and walking to work. It wasn't a big deal at first. Three miles isn't much when you're a healthy teen. But as the weather started getting colder, I developed a cough. It wasn't too much at first, but it quickly got really bad. Mum swore up and down it was allergies. I had very bad allergies as a kid. Did the shots and everything. That I was just having an allergic reaction to having that dog in my room. I refused to put Doc out at night, so she refused to take me to the doctor. Yeah, seems fair. It got worse. I was constantly wheezing. I couldn't laugh without going into a coughing fit. The fits got longer until I was seeing stars and nearly passing out from them. Both my parents still blamed the dog. One morning, I started coughing up blood. It had been two months since the symptoms manifested. I begged my mum to take me to the doctor. She said, since dad had an appointment anyway, if I could schedule an appointment at a convenient time, I could tag along. I lucked out and was seen a couple of hours later. First off, the blood was not from my lungs. I'd coughed so hard, I tore my esophagus a little bit. The doctor said it was one of the worst cases of bronchitis that she'd ever seen. It had gone on so long, it was now bronchial asthma and it had nothing to do with allergies and everything to do with walking three miles at 6.30 a.m. in winter. She asked me why in the world I was just now getting help. I explained and she got very upset. She said due to my folks' negligence, it was likely to be a chronic condition for me now especially in cold weather. I was now an asthmatic and would have to deal with it forever. She gave me prescriptions for a grocery bag's worth of pills, syrups, and inhalers, and then let me leave. My mum was waiting for me. Dad hadn't got out of his appointment yet, with a smug grin on her face. Well, allergies, right? I said no, then told her what the doctor said and showed her the paperwork and medications. Her face fell. How could this happen? That's when I found out dad had been lying to her. I never thought to mention that I was walking in the morning. I didn't want dad to say I was complaining about him. He'd made her think that he was still driving me. She had no idea I was walking three miles in the cold and dark. She was freaked about me wandering around in the dark and she was furious. They had a huge argument, which ended in them agreeing to teach me to drive so I wouldn't be bothering him so much in the morning. And besides, if I could drive, I could drive the kids to school on my days off. I never got any kind of apology from either of them. Okay, wow. So your dad never apologized to you for giving you a chronic condition that you're gonna have to deal with for life. Like, I actually don't know what story is worse out of all of these three. If you're on YouTube watching right now, get in the comments, let me know. For me, honestly, they're all just as bad as each other. Like, seriously, what the heck have I just read? Overall, I just wanna say to OP, first of all, I'm so sorry that you have parents like this. Second of all, it's so good to see that you're nothing like them. And third of all, thanks, I guess, for the wonderful stories. It's a shame that they're happening in your life, but it makes for great entertainment. I don't know. Can I say that? I feel bad. Ultimately, though, I'm very, very sorry. Your parents are truly animals. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 